2: What is it? Good morning and <laughs> good day. Talking about investing, talking about all-time highs on the markets, although you're starting to hear more and more talk amongst the financial experts about where do we go from here? Earnings are not that good. Is it baked into the cake? Lots going on. Speaking about baking into the cake, CFP Chad Burton's online here to promote the upcoming 14th of November, seminar in Burlingame on retirement income and tax planning. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing great, thanks. Doing great, I like that. Uh, You and I had an interesting off-air conversation yesterday about getting older, and not necessarily getting wealthier, but getting healthier. I always find that kind of interesting, chatting with you, because I never know where you and I are gonna go. And we know it's all gonna be about money, but health and retirement and aging. Uh, Hit on that real quickly, again.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but if you spend your entire retirement dealing with health issues, and, um, I see situations all the time where, unfortunately, you, you might have a couple and, and everybody's, you know, talks to them about, oh, what are you doing this week? Well, and, and they start saying, one of us has to go to the doctor on Monday, the other on Tuesday, oh. and you kind of, you fill your full-time job of, of, uh, shuffling back and forth to different Western medicine healthcare providers, and, you're like, okay, that's great to have all that money, but if your health isn't intact, what's the point of all of it? Um, so it's just become more and more important to me and, and uh, people that I talk to about retirement.
2: Sounds about right, because uh, I'm not aging well. I'm, I'm aging like a fruit and not like wine, if that makes any sense. And uh, It's good to know, but big event coming up in Burlingame, Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar November 14th. Uh, one of the things that you kind of prep people for is getting tests done—not medical tests, but financial stress tests, so to speak, for retirement. What do we need to know about testing to see if we're ready to retire?
1: Yeah, and and by far this is the my of all the blogs we have up, and we've got some on the you know mega four hundred one k Roth four hundred one k that people should be asking their employers about. Where you can get well over 19 grand into a 401k at places like IBM, Apple, and Cisco, and so check out those blogs. But farther down, back in August, I um, updated the: you need more than a number six test to determine retirement readiness, and it, it's really a way to say, okay, here's all my information, and you can look at a financial plan and know that it's not going to be exactly right. Ever, right. It's, it's it's all these linear cash flow projections and people use a fixed rate of return, which never happens in the market. It's always a variable rate of return. And people, unfortunately, will look at a market like we've had over the last, you know, since really the bottom of the market, in no nine and how well the S&P is done. And they'll use rates of return that really aren't realistic, especially in, with the fact that the 10-year treasury is under 2% and most bond funds are yielding around 25 to 3% versus okay. your parents that were getting 6% on their CDs. See what I'm saying? so it's different and it, it runs through a series of tests that you have to do on your portfolio and on your withdrawal strategy gives you boxes to check to say, are you ready to, to really pull the trigger? Because once you go in at say 62, 65 years old and you go in to your employer and you say, Hey, I'm retiring. And then it doesn't really work out. There's so much age discrimination in the Bay area. It's kind of hard to go back. Um, so you, you want to make sure that you really are wise about your choices and you have a strategy for taxes, for withdrawals, for rebalancing, and you really have a real clear look at where you're going and how you monitor it.
2: All good information. Um, anything else that we need to know that you're working on right now for the big seminar coming up on the 14th? And for the record, uh, Chad just brought up the blogs at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. It's, you, you'll find them. They're under insights and podcasts and events. Um, there's all sorts of good content to get and to grab at newfocusfinancial.com while you're signing up for the seminar on 14th in Burlingame. Anything else that we should be talking about, Chad?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, before you do any tests for retirement, of course, as we just talk about, you've got to have a real clear idea of your expenses. Okay. Um, you know, what are, what are your expenses? Not only to, you know, keep the lights on in your house, but um, your entertainment, what's going to get you out of bed? And now more and more, like I'm talking about, what's going to improve your health so that you can enjoy retirement? What, what is everything going to cost in that situation? And then you have to realize, where are you taking your money from? How much is in a 401k that's never been taxed? How much is in a Roth that's tax-free? How much of your company stock at, say, Apple or Lockheed Martin that are you, are you going to be selling, and what's the cost basis? So You've got to have a general knowledge of the approximate tax that you're going to pay, because you have to start with your expenses, and those have to be pretty good. Um, and You have to project those out, and the first test is, hey, let's say the market, a balanced portfolio... Like it did in one of the worst uh, kind of market runs that we've seen, which would be from January first, two thousand seven to December thirty first, twenty seventeen. That ten year period, where you have in the middle of that the Great Recession, a three year rough patch in the stock market, and so if you have a balanced portfolio that during that period of time averaged five and a half percent, you know what if you have that forever? Will your, and you have a two and a half to 3% inflation. Will you still have enough money to last till age 100? And if not, what's your plan B? Are you going to sell your house? Are you going to downsize. Are you going to move out of state. Um, so it's that first test is that linear cash flow model at conservative rates of return. So that'll give you a, Hey, can I survive a, a kind of mediocre market for the next say 20 years? And can I survive inflation? Um, And that's a start and, you know, kind of end with the the test number four, which is Monte Carlo simulation. And that's where you can run it through different order of stock market returns, whether they come good in the beginning or good at the end, which is better, different scenarios of longevity. And you can actually get a success rate, Rob. Under your current situation, your current portfolio, what is your success rate to be able to make it through retirement and not run
2: out of money? I really have no idea what the future holds. When you say projecting kind of returns, are, are you in the camp of we're moving more towards socialism and maybe the returns won't be as good? What's your expectation for returns that people should assume going forward? Because it's been a glorious year and I didn't see this coming. Yeah, it's
1: well I think that we're gonna have to realize that, I think the stock market will always uh, you know, revert to the mean. In other words, yeah. If we look at 20-, 30-year market cycles, we're still going to average 10% to 11% on stocks. But th- those come in, in, in fits and spurts, and you just have to make sure you're dealing with your portfolio the right way in retirement and rebalancing and pulling some gains off during the good quarters. Like this last quarter was amazing. Good time to rebalance. Um, but the interest rate scenario globally, that's the concern that I have, which is where typically investors in retirement have 30 to 50% of their money minimum right and in in very safe assets that have a low rate of return um and so that's you know could potentially change that testing on the linear cash flow we might have to use rates of 5 or 4.75% if bonds stay that low now i'm not saying that that your portfolios could end up doing much better but you have to go into retirement with a very conservative look um you don't want to you know run projections at pie in the sky type of scenarios got you know, it at least taxes are low and inflation is low. That's helping the low bond rates.
2: So there's a blog at newfocusfinancial.com. There's an event coming up where people can check out the blog, but also sign up for the event Thursday, November 14th, 630 to 830. DoubleTree by Hilton Hotel. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. Learn more information about the event coming up November 14th at newfocusfinancial.com. Sign up today, newfocusfinancial.com. Check out the commercials for more
1: information.
0: We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Is and it's contagious. It's contagious.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's so much to talk about. First and foremost, Fitbit got acquired by Google. Sweet. Sometimes acquisitions happen in fits and starts. A little burst here, a little burst there. I bring that up because Google basically sent up flags saying we can't really compete with a watch. We're going to try to buy into this. Can't innovate, so buy into it. Now, I'm going to tell you with pretty darn good clarity who the next acquisition is going to be. And maybe even who's going to do the acquiring. The tech space is all about the connected home right now. My wireless modem blew up yesterday. Again, that's two in a year. So this time I just went back to Comcast and said, give me, I'll rent your modem. I don't care. I used to like having my own, but screw that. That's too much work at this point, right? But when I put the new modem in, I was like, geez, how many things do I have to go put in the new password? Right. And it was sizable. And the one that stumped me was my speaker, my wireless speaker. I've got a HomePod. I'm loyal to Apple. In large part, they've been very good to me and my family as far as investments go. But also, I like the one ecology. And for instance, when I was trying to figure out the password, to get all my phones on the same password, all I had to do was put one phone with the password cracked next to the other phone so they all synced. It's like, whoa, whoa, you could share passwords like that? Say it's, something, it's something that came out a couple years ago but I don't think a lot of people know that technology and it, 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 it asks you kindly do you want to update the password here I'm like sure so I was trying to figure out how to update my HomePod, which I think is a great speaker and I prefer quality speakers versus low quality speakers and I don't know why because I don't really have that good of a ear for hearing as far as uh, technicals go The next acquisition is going to be Sonos. Because Apple can't quite get the home figured out. Google can't quite get the watch figured out. So I'm throwing it down. I think Apple's going to smack down on Sonos. Sonos is out of Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara! Do you remember that horrible, horrible soap opera? There wasn't a lot of innovation in soap operas in the 80s and early 90s. But that was one. And, uh... Is kind of awesome because Robert Wright was in it. And uh, she fell in love with a, a guy who wrongly went to prison. And the first episode was about him coming out of prison. And every time they'd see each other in the city, they'd go, If ever I'm in your arms again, this time. I don't know why I know that. But Santa Barbara, home of Sonos. I think they look pretty well positioned to be acquired. I don't know if we need independent speakers anymore. Google's buying Fitbit on the bad block of hardware companies. Sonos is the best house for acquisition. It's an amazing product. It works well. People who have Sonos tend to have them for 10 years. I've had a Sonos put in my home for 14 years now. Product never goes bad. It's awesome. Do I wish it was Apple? I do. So Sonos has got great product quality, great design acumen, premium brands, super pricey. But Sonos could advance Apple's connected home efforts, an area where the HomePod was a disappointment. Even though it's a good a product, they just haven't figured it out. So if I'm a gambling man, I like playing single-hand blackjack. It's the one game where the odds are almost slightly in your favor if you play by the rolls. Awesome. But... People don't play by the rules, and I'll tell you what: if there's a crazy wonk on the table, I get up and leave. Right. So Sonus is up thirty-seven percent so far this year, while the S P five hundred's up twenty-three <clears> percent, but it's below its fifteen-dollar I P O, and I, I think it can go. I do. Um, just again to fill in the holes, Apple has what, a couple hundred billion dollars of cash or maybe 100 billion, give or take 20 billion on one side or the other, it wouldn't hurt them. But then again, maybe Apple goes after a production company, someone like an AMC, some sort of network, right, who's got content out there that they could beef up their paltry video services. Although they're saying, you know, hey, it costs basically five bucks a month, which is less than a movie, and you get great entertainment. They're standing by that story. I don't know if Wall Street's going to buy that. So anyway, there you go. California wildfires in the news. to cost tens of billions of dollars. Beginning of November confirms what Cal Fire Deputy Director Mike Muller told AccuWeather at the start of the state's fire season. We don't really have a fire season anymore. It's a fire year. I don't think he was trying to be funny, but I get it. $80 billion this year will be spent on fire, on economic loss and total damage. That's a lot of money. I'm seeing more and more restaurants say, you know, we were going to have a big party. We were catering a $30,000 party and all that food went bad. It's like, whoa. Because you know the companies that they're not going to pay for it. Whoa. So it now makes complete sense for every single restaurant in California that's anywhere near a fire to have generators. It now makes sense if it's going to be a year-round situation. I'm looking into one. People on my street have never lost power. Like, we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. We have power. You go to some place like Cuba? Not necessarily. Haiti? Eh. Iffy. But more and more of us, just, we can't stand the, how shall we say, inconvenience. And therefore, we're going to buy $4,000 generators for a situation that may be two days without power. Not the best return on, on an investment. I say you just go turn out the lights and make make babies with your wife. That's what they do on the East Coast in blackouts, right? There's always a big baby boom after a big snowstorm on the East Coast. Because people don't know what to do when they don't have power. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. A pretty neat story that I saw about 2 in the morning last night come out. And it's a press release, so don't get too caught up in it. But Costco and Instacart are teaming up on delivering medicines in less than an hour. All orders over 35 bucks will be free. Many of the largest retailers are exploring the 300 billion dollar pharmacy market, including Walmart, Costco and Amazon. I hate the idea of 85-year-old people get in their car and go into CVS. I hate it. So I love the idea of Walmart, Costco and Amazon all coming up with that convenient solution of we'll bring it to you. Pilot program is limited to California and Washington state. Costco's member's home or office, uh, they'll come to your home or office. I get it. Amazon purchased Pill Pack for the convenience of it. We'll see where this goes, but we love convenience, and you can invest in convenience. I'm Rob Black.
0: Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's super important that you kind of have a plan and pull it all together. CFP Chad Burton was on a little bit earlier talking about testing for retirement are you ready do you have enough will it last part of life is kind of funny because i was i was actually thinking very fondly of chad recently and how long i've known him and i've known him through a very tough divorce of his i've known him through all four of his kids births and you kind of see like the seasons of life and you kind of see like we are on the road to retirement and we once were strong, big, fast men that turn slower. One of the things that does it is the stresses of money and, and investing and saving. I was doing a lot of work on the California wildfires recently and how restaurants just got fleeced because of power outages during the wildfires. And you're like, okay, wildfires, I get the roads are closed, I get smoke, people are evacuated. But do you think about power outages? It's pretty interesting stuff. When you think about a fire and people lose cars, uh, one restaurant owner hasn't been able, has not been able to pay her 17 employees because she was pulling in 50,000 cash flow a week that was paying them. And then when all the food goes bad and there's no one in the stores, restaurants, because of power, it's a stress. And it could turn a a great financial plan into shambles pretty quickly. Back in 2017, California wildfires cost about $85 billion. In 2018, a a huge year of fires, about $400 billion. That's a lot of economic activity that's both good and bad. Let's face it. If you have a 10-year-old car and it burns to the ground, you're going to go out and get a new car. And the people that sell paint to the car company and the steel to the car company and the tires to the car company and the the secretaries and the finance managers, they all get a piece of the action when you buy a car, right? So there's some weird way of looking at disasters as a positive because you have to rebuild. It's an odd concept, right? But it's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Don't be shy. Another thought that's gone through my head recently is some of the ramifications of all of these delivery services. Um, Obviously, Domino's was the original pizza delivery. But now any pizza company can have delivery if they have DoorDash or what have you, Lyft and Uber, and Grubhub, and Uber Eats, DoorDash, just to name a few. I saw, and I think it was in Poland last night, it was somewhere in the Western or Eastern Europe, that one delivery company just acquired another delivery company, and that's actually a good thing. Because right now, these companies are kind of killing each other, trying to get loyalty in basically what's a commodity. There's a really nice restaurant in my hometown called Town. And I love it. It's good food. It's, It's pricey, but they do a nice job.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: But that's the premium is them and their quality. Not the Grubhub or the DoorDash. Who's going to bring it to me? I don't care. The company's smart enough to get it right the way they package their their delivery. So consolidation is going to happen. We don't need a Grubhub. Grubhub should probably be acquired by Uber or Left. We don't need Post-it Postmates. We don't need DoorDash. Too many names. It gets too confusing. Now, again, could one of them? emerge as the shining knight-victor winner-take-all? I don't think so. Did you see the movie Highlander? Sean Connery and... Good God, that European actor who is just awful. Um, he kind of talks like this. He doesn't have a lot of emotion. There was a line in the movie Highlander. It was basically about... Hundred-year-old ninjas, samurais, that vampires that could live forever, and the only way they can die is if you cut off their head, right? That's the premise, loosely. And Sean Connery plays one of the superpower ninja warriors, masters of the universe kind of thing. I'll take the rapists for two hundred. <laughs> That's therapists. Thank you, Sean. Um. Big tagline in the movie is "There could be only one." There can be only one. So when you look around at fast food, when you look around at investing, when you look around in businesses, I think there can be two. But very, very rarely is there enough food or enough power there for three, four, or five. Some of them, some businesses can survive like that. But in online ads, what do you think? Facebook and Google, and that's about it. When you think big box retail, Walmart and Target. When you think big box electronic retail, you used to think Circuit City and Best Buy. Now you just think Best Buy. Yeah, there's some players like Fry's, but eh, not very material. In wireless service, what do you think of? Verizon and AT&T, and then there's like that other one, T-Mobile and Sprint, who they are going forward with that merger, because the big boys control the game. They had to slash prices and never make money. At one point in time, and I don't know if the statistic's still true, that Apple made like 130% of the profits in cell phones. And you're like, how is that possible? How can they not make 100%? But basically, they were basically causing companies like Samsung to lose money. And Samsung just tried to stay in the game as long as they could. In semiconductors, there used to be Intel, AMD, Cyrix, and there was one more, and I've already forgotten their name. I want to say National Semi or something like that, but that's not right. But that was in the 80s and the 90s, and then you started seeing these companies fail and fall behind because they couldn't keep up with AMD and Intel. And for the record, Intel made the money. AMD lost money just to stay in second place. Ford and General Motors. They're the dominant American car makers, right? Who's the other one? Oh, yeah, Chrysler. You kind of forgot that one, huh? Coke and Pepsi. Exxon and Chevron. Home Depot and Lowe's. So you kind of see that <clears throat> all of these businesses, we don't need them all. And again, I have, I'm not saying anything negative against Uber Eats. I'm not saying anything negative against Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates. They're just all commodities to me. So there is going to be a shakeout there. I'm having some odd concepts today, huh? There could only be two based on Highlander. And then, was the, oh, the uh, Sonos getting bought out. Acquisitions. A little different topic today. Oh, and I would not be serving you well if I didn't say, yesterday I talked about Uber. And how the IPO lockup period was going to set to expire today. It's almost midnight. Cinderella, you need to get moving. Midnight hit last night for Uber, and insiders are selling. Stock's getting hit pretty aggressively today. That's why I don't buy IPOs. I wait at least a year for the insiders to shake out. Now, again, this isn't a rule set in stone, so don't quote me on that. But it's a general standard that I have. It's, for instance, when I was 18, it was okay to date 18-year-olds. When I was 25, it was okay to date 18-year-olds. But when I was 25, it wasn't okay to date 17-year-olds. Kind of creepy that way I'm going that pervy direction, huh? But you have standards and you have things that you can accept and things that you don't accept. Same thing with investing. I try to stay away from. Now I might fall for one. I might say this is it. This is the big one. This is all that in a bucket of chicken. I'm going to pay whatever price. But I tend not to. So Uber's sitting at a 52-week low today. Um, $26.83. A lot of the risk is out of the stock now. It had a failed IPO. It struggled. Now the insiders who worked really hard at the company for all those years, giving us cheap rides, getting us addicted to service. Like I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. over the holidays, and I'm debating, do I, get it, do I just Uber while I'm there, or do I get a car? And it's the first time I'm probably not going to get a car is a big city. That whole area, and my mother lives in Northern Virginia, so I'm not visit my mother, and uh, you can kind of see where that's going. But it's in the head. So a lot of risk is now out of Uber, and it becomes more interesting to me as it now meets my standards. I could say that uh, it's been a failed IPO. It didn't skyrocket, so I'm not chasing it. it. In fact, it cratered, and insiders are now able to sell, and they don't care because they might have got their shares for $1. fifty. And it's at $26, and they're thrilled. They would have really rather added at $80, but they're still thrilled. And they're still going to be buying yachts and boats and cars and new wives and plastic surgeries. They're going to help the overall economy. Hey, big seminar coming up Thursday, the 14th in Burlingame. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio25 to get in for free. List the commercials for a little bit more information. It's Thursday coming up in Burlingame. I'm Rob Black, talking money invested. More big seminar coming up. Last one of the year. As I'm getting older, I'm thinking more and more about retirement. This is a pretty good event for you if you're getting older and thinking about retirement. You can sign up for the event. It's free at newfocusfinancial.com. If you've been to two or three of the events, don't come. You, it's nothing new. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing life changing. It's a nice refresher, but it's also discouraging for us to see sometimes the same people 10, 15 times. So do us a favor, and if you've been to too many, don't come. And again, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, uh, one of the mistakes that people make is they think that you're getting financial advice from radio and TV when it's really not advice because we don't know you. It's just best practices that we tend to employ ourselves. Um. I think I'm speaking for a lot of people in the industry. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oh, I'm fascinated with the the delivery world, but I'm going to force myself off of it at this point in time uh, because I do like that Costco and Instacart are testing free one-hour prescriptions. I think that's actually, that's one of the services we do need. We need Drugs to get in the right hands. And one thing that I like about Amazon's approach with PillPack, I've got a mom who's had a couple strokes. Um, she doesn't know what the president is. Do you think she knows how to open her pills? Do you think she knows that her metformin is something she needs to take four times a day? Which if you do the math is once every six hours. She can't do math. I love my mom, but she's basically a glorified child at this point in time talking about this that's sucking of getting older right <clears throat> she was my she was a goddess to me as a child i adore that woman i've copied most of my parenting from her but getting old stinks but i do like the some of the approaches that they're taking like amazon's pill packware. all she has to know is it's monday take all the pills there are in on monday And a week from today, Amazon's going to be dropping a package in your mailbox that has another week of pills. That's convenient as heck. Because when you're older, you tend to get a little wackadoodle if you're off your medication. So getting medication correct is super important. And again, I just like using the word (laughs) wackadoodle. Yeah, it's kind of a frustrating thing talking about my mom, isn't it? My dad, eh. He died 25 years ago of cancer. He smoked. Kind of got what he deserved, in my opinion. But uh, it's tough out there. Amazon's newest Echo speaker sounds amazing, but expect to pay monthly to get the most out of it. What? It seems like a couple years ago, those Amazon Echo speakers, were they were given away for free, right? It seemed like you could almost get one just for walking into a store. Say what? It really shines when it plays what are called 3D audio tracks, but you need to pay $13 per month to access them. And there's typically only about 1,000 songs right now. Huh. So music services are going to start up in their game, right? The Amazon Echo Studio is the best Echo you can buy. The best Echo to date, $199. It's kind of... Similar performance, but it undercuts Apple and Sonos in price. And there's something now called Amazon Music HD. It's a premium music service. The 3D audio support creates a wild sound stage that makes it sound like music is coming from a whole area around the speaker instead of directly to you. Would you pay $12.99 a month? Let's just call that 144 Hundred and fifty six bucks a year plus tax, right? It oh. doesn't take an audio file to recognize that the sound is pretty cool. But uh is it a gimmick? Will it work? Will it not work? So <clears throat> anyway, I, I do like the upping of the game there. Kroger is rebranding itself with a new logo. Facebook came out with an all caps logo yesterday, which is really weird. Like, you think of Facebook and you kind of think of the internet, right? And you think of instant messaging and you, you, you go back to your days of things like America Online and you kind of see Facebook is the internet now or something like that. So for them to put their name in all caps, how is that possible? Because isn't all caps a sign that you're angry and mad and you want to be heard? Eh, huh. Uh-huh. someone's going to get fired for that one. So Kroger unveiled a new logo and tagline interesting right in the day and age of Amazon and Whole Foods you're seeing companies like Kroger who basically been around for 200 years try to come up with something new instead of your local grocery store now it's fresh for everyone Kroger also owns Ralph's Fry's, Harris Teeter, Fred Meyer and a dozen other banners that sell food uh, i.e. grocery stores Fresh is the point of difference. And I get it. Many years ago, I dated a younger woman before I was married. And um, she was all about fresh. Opened her fridge and there was no orange juice. There was nothing in there except for liquor. And I was like, I like the way you party. Like, she had a lot of frozen uh, vodkas on ice and stuff like that. I don't, I don't exactly know what I'm talking about here, but um, every one of her meals, she wants fresh food. So for Kroger to say, we're going to use the word fresh, I get it. It's a difference maker for younger people. Fresh for everyone, whether it's the bumblebees, eh, fresh for everyone, right? 800 516 to get your calls on the air. Oh, boy. Here's an IPO that you kind of love, but you kind of have to stay away from it. It's called Yeti. I'm talking a lot about IPOs for some reason at the end of this year because I think we saw Beyond Meat turn into a story, momentum story of the year, only to collapse. We've seen Uber and Lyft come public only to underperform in a market that's wildly outperforming. There's a company that came public last year that makes coolers, things that keep your beer and your soda cold, a company called Yeti. It is an amazing product. It is not an amazing investment.